building your visibility and credibility is one to many is one of the best ways to develop your thought leadership, to be seen as an expert in what it is that you do. Welcome back to the Kill Them Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor and personal brand strategist on a mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different and show up as the best person that they aspire to be. Are you one of my five a day? Keep all your messages coming. Let me know on Instagram, Kelly Lundberg Official, and let me know what you've been inspired by. Was it something on this episode? Keep them coming. It makes my day and it makes my guest day knowing that it has had such an impact. Thank you in advance for being one of my five a day. If you haven't already, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews help secure even more guests to come on the show and it just takes a couple of minutes. Tell me which episode you like and it just draws more attention and more credibility. Welcome back to the Kelly Lumber podcast. Today's episode is a solo one hosted by myself. Where I'm going to be talking about how to position yourself as an authority in your field. If you want to reach a broader audience and really maximize your revenue streams, Hosting masterclasses is one of the best ways to do this. In this episode, I talk about the benefits of creating and hosting a masterclass, from establishing yourself as an expert to building a community of people who just want to learn from you and practical tips that will get you started on hosting your first online or offline event. Enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back to the Kelly Lumber podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Lumberg. And I'm here for another solo episode talking all things personal branding. Now, something that I wanted to share today, it's a question that I actually get a lot. It's something that I try and encourage my clients to do, and that is hosting your own masterclass or workshop. So I've got a couple of thoughts on this. In fact, I've got more than a couple of thoughts, and I'm going to be sharing them today. I've got a lot of notes down here, but I think a lot of people think creating a a masterclass is quite overwhelming or a workshop and Maybe they need to be a more experienced speaker or they need to have a more established personal brand. And I always say building your visibility and credibility is one to many, is one of the best ways to develop your thought leadership, to be seen as an expert in what it is that you do. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the reasons why you should be looking at hosting your own masterclass, hosting your own workshop. And then I'm going to be going into What are the steps that you actually need to be doing if you are, or I should say when you are, going to host your first masterclass? I love it when I get messages from clients. I had one recently where she hosted her own event and I think maybe five or six came along. Like that's all it needs to be, just more than one person. And she had said to me in this message how she wouldn't have done it if she hadn't been pushed, but she was so pleased. Because three days before she said, I'm going to cancel it. And I said, no, you need to keep going. This uncomfortable feeling is normal. But once you've done it, it's going to feel so much better. And the voice note that I got was exactly that. Thank you so much for pushing me. And I'm so glad I did it. So why is hosting your own workshop or hosting a masterclass or, you know, doing something online where you're speaking publicly really good? So a couple of reasons. It showcases your knowledge, your experience. And the ability that you have to teach other people, you know, your niche or what it is that you're an expert at. 
Um, there's visibility and recognition. So the increased visibility leads to much more recognition in your industry. And that's when people will then see you on LinkedIn or on other platforms going, can you come and speak at our event? Or can you host a masterclass for our audience? So people need to see you doing something once before they actually know that you do actually do what it is you say you do. There's networking opportunities. Not everyone is ready to buy your product or service now, but one opportunity or speaking to one person could lead to something else. And doing this in a way where it's one to many is just a much faster way to develop your actual network. Content creation. So why is doing a masterclass or workshop really good for content creation? Well, it gives you content that you can repurpose. So you can create a blog out of what you've um, hosted. You can create individual posts on social media platforms, um, or it could be for other marketing materials to talk about things that you've actually completed or achieved or, or helped someone else. Hosting and participating in masterclasses, I really believe also sets you apart from your competition. Lots of people say they'll host a masterclass or they'll host a workshop, but they never get around to doing it. And I always say, you know, take action. It doesn't need to be hundreds of people. Get that first one done and under your belt so you can get better at it. So practice, I say it doesn't make perfect, just practice makes you better. It also builds trust. So when we talk about, you know, hosting a, an event, your own event, I see that as an opportunity to build trust and personal branding is a trust accelerator. People get to see you know, the real you, what are you like off social media? What are you like in person? How knowledgeable are you? It really showcased that you engage in your brand and that you can help other people. And I often ask this question when I'm speaking to people about their personal brand and their business goals. And they go, well, I want to help people. But you can't help people if you don't show up and you need to show up as that person that has got the expertise. And that's where the trust comes from. I think the aspect that appeals to a lot of people, but might not be the first initial goal, is monetization. So you can actually make money from hosting a masterclass or a workshop. And it can be initially from, you know, charging to attend the masterclass. If you have lots of people, then there's revenue in that. Or it might be your upsell. Maybe you can sell to people at the end of the masterclass. Maybe you've got an online course. Maybe you do one-to-one mentorship. And just remember, and I've seen this countless, countless times again, I host at least three masterclasses a month. There tends to be one that I will do myself. There'll be one that's a joint venture and there could be one online. And what I find is that maybe some people who attend in one month, then maybe become a client two months down the line or three months down the line. So there is monetization not just on the day, but potentially down the line as well. There's also the chance for you to get better at public speaking. So a lot of people, when they go, okay, I'm going to host one, go, well, I want to host a webinar online and I want to make this an evergreen straight away. And whilst that is an option that you can do, I always think that you need to practice. So I've been doing the same workshop or the same masterclass, you could say, for the past two years. And honestly, from when it first started to where it is now, like there's no comparison. The stories, the, the delivery, the value, just by getting one keynote, one presentation, so, so, so good that it then becomes 
supernatural to actually monetize that as well. So that's what I think the big piece is and why I do it is because you get a better, you become a better communicator and that's a better communicator with clients in your career, just every way, shape or form practicing that skill of public speaking communication just makes things so much better. So what are the things you need to do once you've decided, right, I'm convinced now I've listened to Kelly and I want to actually go ahead and host my own masterclass or workshop. So I have more than 10 steps here for you. So if you're listening to this while driving, come back and write them down or listen to it and come back and and, uh, jot them down. So first of all, you want to define your expertise and the topic you're going to do. Now, you could have multiple topics that you talk about. I pick one key one and get really good at that. Okay, so identify your area of expertise. What are you going to teach and make sure it aligns with the product or service that potentially you're going to offer or that aligns with your interests too. Get really clear learning objectives. So one of the things in my um, masterclass that I do is I talk about seven clear pillars and I share them a lot. What are your um, clear pillars that you're going to teach or what are the outcomes or the learning objectives that those that are attending are going to get out of this masterclass. Then you want to choose a format. So is the format going to be in person? Is it going to be online? Is it going to be a combination of both? Or could it be something that it's like an Instagram live or a LinkedIn live and you can record it and then repurpose it, which is another idea as well. So Choose a format that suits you. But again, what I would always say is practice, practice, practice and find the difference between doing online. Online is great because you can get such a greater reach from that, but also doing in person, the engagement. Wow. That really helps you understand and establish where the content's lying. What piece works really well? What do people resonate with? Where do people laugh? Where do people go and have their aha moment? And I find online doesn't always allow me to do that. So that's why I tend to offer both in a month. Then you want to select a date and time. So when works for the majority of your audience, it's really hard to be able to cater for every single time geographically. Um, So you've got to really think, where is my audience or where do I want to build my audience? Are you looking at Australia? Are you looking at the Middle East? Are you looking at the UK? Are you thinking of America? Where's your target audience? And then set something and just know you're never going to please everyone. So I've found something that personally works for me here, but I've also done evenings. I've done daytimes. I just keep trying because I think it's always going to appeal to different people as well. And then look at choosing the platform that you're going to use. Is it going to be Zoom? For years, I use GoToWebinar, but Zoom is probably one of the easiest. It might be a Google Meets. Find what works for you, pick it, and then make sure you start going out there to um, promote your masterclass. So one of the things that I love about masterclasses is encouraging people to sign up for a masterclass, that they're interested in future content that you you might share. Promoting your masterclass is not just about, I've posted it on Instagram and only five people have shown up. It's about showcasing it on different platforms and leveraging from your network. Who else can you get that will talk about it? Where else can you put it that it's not just reliant on one social media platform? But you might want to do that and then put some money behind it, maybe some ads, spend so more people see it, but just make sure that you've got the ability to be able to collect an email address 
so that if they don't attend, you can actually market to them afterwards and say, hey, sorry, I missed you, but here's the replay and here's the offer or something if you want to hold it for 12 or 24 hours after that as well. You might want to promote it in your newsletter. This is something I do and I can see when I post it on social media, I can see when it goes out in my newsletter and I can see when it goes out on my website. There's a number of different platforms that I'll use to to put it out on as well. But just a note on that in terms of if you are doing it online, I do find that there can be a 50% dropout rate. Um, Some people will say it's a 30%, but I would always say you want to have more people registered because there will be a level of people that drop up. There's just um, less of a commitment. And I find when it's in person, I don't have any of that. I'd say pretty much 100% show up rate. So bear that in mind in terms of who your audience is, where it is, and be mindful on the numbers of that as well. Then you want to create your content. So get a really nice kind of PowerPoint created or a keynote or something that's visual. Are you just going to be doing the talking? Have you got props to back that up with as well? Any materials, exercises you want them to do? At the end of my masterclass online specifically, those who book in for a call with me specifically actually get a a brand audit checklist. So that entices them to actually book in for a call. So that could be something you might to think about as well. How are people going to register and pay? So is it a landing page that I mentioned about collecting your email addresses? Are you going to charge for it or is it going to be free? There's pros and cons to both as well. Then when it comes to the technical setup, do a practice. Okay, if this is your first time, practice it, get a friend to be online and set up a mock one. If you're doing it live, make sure you go to the venue first and that you have everything that you need. I actually have, I've, I've done a... I've actually done a YouTube video on this where I've got my speaker kit and everything I take with me, regardless of I'm going to a hotel room, a big event, or it's it's something that it's in my own office. I have this, my own clicker. I have my own adapters just in case I can't find one. I use a Mac. So I make sure that I've got every single possible adapter with me just in case um, where I am doesn't have one. So just kind of bear that mind when it comes to the technical setup, because you want to ensure a really smooth setup process and throughout the whole masterclass or workshop as well. Something that can be quite daunting, but it gets a little bit easier and I actively encourage it is looking for participation, asking questions. Who here resonates with this? Or how many people has this happened to? Yes, in the comments box if it's live or you can get quite a an easy engagement if it's in person because you can say, you know, show me your hand if you've been in this situation and people will be like, yeah, that's me. So it just builds that relatability and audience engagement as well. And then you really want to, if possible, record it. So if it's online, always make sure that you record it because you never know that you could use little snippets. Like I said, you could use it for a reel. If it's in person, if you don't have any content like this, then it's great to add for your website. And so that people see that you can actually do these things. Make sure that when you deliver, that you stay on time so that people understand that you've given up an hour or two hours, they know what to do. You don't want to lose them. And then you've got an amazing offer to to share with your audience. And the chance for a QA. and I always think it's really useful if you do allow some time for Q&A to have some questions that you know people might ask but might be too scared to ask. You can ask them on their behalf or you can do it in a setting that it would be I was asked this beforehand or this week on social media, someone asked me this question. And then I always think, can you evaluate and improve this? A lot of people, and I've seen it happen, will do one webinar and then they'll go, 
you know what? Only had six people show up and I'm going to go and do another one. I'd say no, get better and better and better at the one, unless you get the feedback going, that content was terrible. (laughs) Then I would say definitely don't go ahead and do it because we rely on feedback, but you'll be able to get a good feel for how is it going, what's resonating with people and then get better at practicing that. Now, sure, if you want to change your topic or you're offering a different product or service and you might need a different keynote, but have a few of these that are so good that you know you can pull them out and be able to offer them to clients and have fun. I mean, honestly, it is a skill that takes time to practice, but the more that you do, just think of that thing, that the, the, the um, metric that my coach said to me, you want to be speaking four times a month. If that's not something you're currently doing, how can you be putting that into your monthly plan of getting better and better at communicating what it is that you do, how you can help people and how you can monetize it? If you're looking for help with your personal brand strategy or you're thinking, I want to host my own masterclass and I need some support, then drop me an Instagram message, kellyloomberg.official and let me know how I can help you with exact process. There you have it. That's all for now. Until the next episode, take care. See you later. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media. Screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website, Brand New Creators, designed by our in-house team. And we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility, build industry authority, lead change, motivate and profit. Who doesn't want that? I look forward to speaking to you soon. Until next time. Bye.